Welcome to the DMF. I am your host, Justin Yance, and today my guest is Kim Houston, and this is part one. Enjoy. Okay, I have a guest with me today. I have Kim Houston. She is uh, formerly a casting director. Well, you're still casting, right? I'm going into the formerly a little bit, but She's yeah, kind of going into the I do cast for people that I know, <laughs> but yeah, cool. Uh, we could talk about that and why. <laughs> but and she yeah. has a uh, studio called Kim Houston Acting Studios in uh, Hollywood, Florida. Uh, how are you doing, Kim? I'm doing great. We have studios um, also in Atlanta as Saw well. That as well. So yeah, we're we're kind of branching into where everybody's working, but I'm doing great. Thanks. I, I didn't know you um, actually had, I saw that you guys were doing some classes in Atlanta. I didn't know you guys actually had now a place yeah, well, in Atlanta. Well, so we, a lot of the business has changed to, you know, self-taping studios. So we kind of have a little spot for actors to be able to put themselves on tape for projects. Not yeah. only, you know, things that I would be working on, but uh, anything they need, really. I, I find that I, that that's how I like to tape is you're not going into a room anymore with a casting director. So it's like, if I self tape myself, I feel like I'm only going to see it through the prism of me. But if I can go, you know, see somebody else and have them kind of give me ideas the same way kind of a casting director would. Exactly. It gives you yes. that same feel of being in the room. Yeah, there's, there's so much now technically that goes into the auditions also. It's kind of nice, I think, as an actor to just focus on your audition and, and you know on the Agreed. choices that you want to make instead of like how do I label it how do I where do I put my slate and what's the compression yeah and, I mean those are things that will get you eliminated though so why not have somebody yeah. um just help so we try to make it really affordable yeah. I'd like to even make it more affordable because um it doesn't look like it's going back to in person as much I kind yeah. of thought it was yeah. more of a shorter time until COVID was over and things might go back to in person, but very few people seem to like it. I, I, guess I feel they, so much easier for them. I feel they see, um, you know, the, uh, the self tape is now cost cutting measure because now all you need to do is maybe a screen test if you want to do something else, but now, you know, it's the you first run you can just go through clients and what their budget is as 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 for well yeah as i mean it just seems like everything is kind of gone self-tape now for the first for the first run of auditions you know if right. callbacks come in we would you know then we might need you in but you know i don't know this is the future it's changed a lot absolutely i've been lucky enough to work in it for about 30 years and see um a lot of technical changes for sure from where we started on beta and half inch tapes and um, <laughs> actually recording voiceover on like eight track, you know, in such a bad wow. and just no, no booth even, you know, and, and things seem yeah. to work. Uh, but yeah. And then changing over to those three quarters. I mean, back in the day, it, it was just, in some ways it was so much nicer because there was time and that's what's missing now i feel is everybody wants mm. everything so quick and everyone's available and everyone's online and um but there's no time to think about who you would really like to put on this project you kind of 
in casting, you're just, you know, reaching out and you have this team and, and they're giving you people and you're working with agents and managers. But there's, to me, all of a sudden you're presenting, you're, you're getting people presented to you without really you getting to take the time. In the old days, we had this mm-hmm. big book, you know, who and the resume yeah. and we'd flip through and read their resume, what they do lately and, you know, and, and talk about them and plan. And, and that yeah. was kind of cool because I think the jobs were funner <laughs> for yeah. me, for I- sure, being part of a team like that and the collaboration and, and, you know, really knowing the actors a lot more where you don't as much now, you're just kind of checking out links on stuff that they've done and who knows. So I, I do miss all that because that was really great to um, just take the time to think about people and plan and know exactly who was coming in and who wasn't and who was available. And, you know, now it's just, there's, so the, the reason I say formerly casting is really COVID changed so many things for me and, and um, having to be dedicated to my screen, no matter if it was a phone, an iPad, a computer, there was, I had like no life at all. I would have to, thank God I had a dog is all I can say. Cause the dog is what got me to get up, go walk, go make sure, you know, cause it, it was just overwhelming and I'd get headaches from watching so much. And um, mm-hmm. I'd know in seven seconds when I want to watch somebody or not. And that didn't really seem fair, but it was the process and categorizing. And then you're, you're basically then just sorting people on Excel sheets and making notes and I, I was going crazy, ripping my hair out with this is like, this isn't really what I want to do, you know? Yeah. Um, typically you do a casting, you see people in person and you kind of know who's being uploaded. So the very, you know, hardly would I have to watch it again, or I might watch it again just to put my selections mm-hmm. in, but to have to rewatch people because you forget and then dealing with COVID and remembering who had it, who didn't, who needed wardrobe and ah. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, thanks. <laughs> no, thanks. So, so it and kind so, of, so it kind of delved into, you know, just looking at screens all day and you're like, I want to be with people. I yeah. mean, uh, I would say 20 hours of my day. It, I got very little sleep because even when I was sleeping, I was seeing videos in my head and hearing mm. voices because, you know, sometimes <laughs> I would just hear the audition in my earbuds to get to walk. And mm. I could, the, so this really parlayed for me into wanting to work in voiceover so much more because I realized that that's what did it for me. If I was, you know, even folding laundry, doing dishes and videos were playing because you would get like sometimes a hundred submissions for, you know, a part, mm. depending on whatever the project was, you know, if it was for Showtime or Netflix or something really big, you see a lot of people where that was new too. the capacity mm. of, um, how many people can submit for a role. Anyway, I would be hearing a lot of more of the auditions and found what is making me stop folding laundry to, oh, who's that? <laughs> because I, I like what they did with their, their voice made me feel like they have something for me to see. So that mm. was a game changer for me and uh, started really then um, you know, just focusing on ways to help people. Um, figure that out for themselves and, and understand it. So it makes a difference. And then I would see how it would relate on camera to when a director says action, many times these actors were looking at the, the lines and just like, okay, go, you know, because they had yeah. something to say. 
and they weren't really doing any action before. So mm. I, I, I kind of started really breaking everything down during that COVID nightmare <laughs> and seeing, you know, boy, if people just realize this or that, or I think they would succeed. And I, I've been able to do that in the last, it's what, it's been two years now about, uh, really mm. see people's career take off with that the little bit of the notes that I can give them. And I'm no coach. I'm not teaching them technique. I believe yeah. these people already have some really good natural skills. And then I put them with coaches. And that's another thing mm. too, is being able to, to meet someone and, and know who they really should be working with. And that's more of um, the collaborating that I enjoy doing, which I was doing in casting before, but it was just, it went into like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so to feel like I had a life, I had to change gears that way, but I don't can know we, if you can we go back to that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I love, I love what you just said. I, I just wanted to go back though, to one thing you were talking about um, time. And that seems to be, you know, we continue to just speed up the casting process more and more and more. Can you talk a little bit about that transition from, because I've heard the stories back in the seventies and the eighties, where <laughs> it was a different time where they would like, Oh, it was great. I love would have time casting. to talk to them. I love being casting. I was, I was so lucky to get into it. Uh, I worked at a talent agency office um, oh. that was just opening and didn't know anything. I saw an ad. Uh, it's in a local magazine they have in Florida, New Times. It's like a rag. Nobody really looks at it then. Now it's pretty well known. But there was an mm. ad. I just happened to be, I left, I was doing, um, I was becoming a recording engineer in college, working in um, audio studios, and it wasn't working out for me. Um, mm. There really were no girls in the studios then, and and they would have preferred me in, you know, the waiting room and, uh <laughs> And, and supplying things for the artists instead of helping them in the recording room, they really would tell me what to wear. And it was a whole different world. But uh, wow. I, in order for me to stay in that business, I had to kind of conform or go on the road. And I did go on the road with some big bands and that just, it wasn't for me as much as I loved being around live music. I thought that's my passion. Um, there's just too much drama, too many musicians and uh, too, too, just too much. You would get distracted and, and guys want to help you. And that's a predominantly guy field. So again, I had guys helping me where I needed to really learn things and do things on my own. And, you know, being just an only girl with a bunch of guys on the road is not a good idea for anybody. Um, mm. <laughs> so I saw this ad, sorry, I got distracted again. So I saw this ad for um, just random. Like I remember mm. really sitting down, like, what am I going to do now? And looking through this and, and it said a uh, talent agency. And I, I, I know I just didn't have a lot of experience even in life yet. I was in my early twenties, but I thought it meant like, um, you know, planning parties for some reason, the talent to me meant clowns, <laughs> uh, <laughs> entertainment parties. I just didn't understand the true definition of talent and mm. that, it, you know, it was, referring to actors and, and the business. And so when I went into the office and saw headshots and, you know, under, they were working on shows that I watched, you know, mm -hmm. Miami Vice, <laughs> mm -hmm. that's how long ago. And um, that was really cool. Like 
this stuff goes on here. And then it was like, oh yeah, a lot of this stuff goes on there. And then uh, into some of, I loved um, fashion at that time too. I also went to fashion uh, college to be a merchandiser after the engineering and wow. couldn't find my way because I never sewed. I, I never took sewing classes and that's really what you need to, to succeed in that world. And, and so, so not being a musician, yeah. not having the ear for music and not being uh, someone that can um, alter and make clothes, you're kind of like in production then I found. Like you're mm. behind the scenes, you're not in that foreground. So uh, I kind of like that. I liked being able to push people forward. And um, in this talent agency, however, things were very uh, busy, very fast in the you know early, mid, early, mid to late 80s we had just so much work, so much print work and commercial work and free to films were coming. And um, it was, there was so much going on at once that as soon as you got to your job and sat down, you're on the phone all day, you know, you had like no voice and uh, you're just dry <laughs> mouth and leave at six o'clock. And, and at that time, again, because of time, there were just beepers and things. So people, you know, really needed to talk to you, they'd beep you. But otherwise you were kind of, you had a life, I think, where now my phone is nonstop with time zones yeah. and different clients in different countries and Zoom and you're always on. Um, but that was really nice because then you could also go and choose who you wanted to hang out with in the business too. It wasn't that yeah. they were always around. So that talent agency taught me a great deal about um, how actors do not look like their headshots. <laughs> and <laughs> you have no idea what an actor was doing when you sent them to an audition then. You just waited to get any kind of feedback you could from a casting director. And they were so busy that you never got to talk to the casting director. You talked to a lot of assistants. So I started mm -hmm. to make friends with those people, which was essential to me. And really knowing their voices, I'd never met them for, for, I think I worked there about two years until I finally was like, I've got to figure out who these people are. And one of the busiest casting offices at that time was the casting directors. That's what it was called uh, from D Miller. And uh, I would get the most calls at the talent agency for, for them. And they had so much going on. She had three different they were bays at the time, but I didn't know because I hadn't been. And again, constantly someone on commercials, constantly someone doing photography and print work and then feature films or TV series and sounded like a madhouse. And I needed to yeah. check it out. Like what is going on over there? So I worked with this one um, actor all the time because when I started at the agency, the owner gave me a list. Like here's your Caucasians, here's your African-Americans and different age groups, like my cheat sheet, because she, yeah. she had to leave the country. She had elderly parents and had to go to Puerto Rico to be with them and just left me. And that was the best way to learn, of course, but mm. you know, I was running the show having no experience. So I learned very quickly who was who, you know, what kind of time to spend with what casting director then, uh, who, who were the, the people that I wanted to get, you know, you were calling and beeping people, waiting for them to call you back. And at that time, everybody was multi-listed with the agents that were here, which were about four, maybe, or five, mm. but it was all about who called you first. So I started to understand that. Well, like what order are we in? I wonder, 
at this agency and how do we get so I became friendly with these people too and I would find when they called me first you know we were getting callbacks and and bookings but based off that sheet and I never got to meet the people on the sheet because they were busy going on auditions and I was going based on their headshots mm. so I got an opportunity to go to this casting office one day to drop off pictures and instead of you know hiring a messenger like we did then I was like, I've got to bring it. I've got to shut this office down and I'm going. So what a rude awakening, honestly, on just so much more of the business and and actually seeing a casting office, how they operated, nothing like I expected. Meeting the faces that I've been talking to on the phone for, for, you know, years and seeing the talents that I was sending and how wrong they were for the part, (laughs) I thought. I mean, in Dee's office, she had these great monitors that uh, you could see what was going on in all of her studios, you know, and she would just be in there smoking her cigarette and mirrors around. It was very dark. And I sat in there across from her, so intimidated, listening to her raspy voice, calling everybody honey or, you know, cursing too. Like, so, uh, and I got to just like, listen to her but she was busy so I turned my attention to these monitors and that's where I saw people that we were representing on that list um not only nothing like what I thought they were uh, appeared to be I mean even when I heard their name I was like what and then they didn't when they said their agency they didn't say our agency (laughs) so I was kind of blown away that day it was definitely a, a a pivotal day for me Wait, um, wait, wait, wait. So they, they didn't say. They didn't even say the agency that we were, repre- that we, you know, because I remember we caught them. I knew that we yeah. were sending them on this casting. Now they lied. So here they were lying about their look, lying about their, you know, um, their agency. And who knows what else? I felt totally wow. just like, I can't trust these people. Yeah. And then whenever they did call the actors, you know, they really wanted to talk and felt like you were their therapist in a way. Yeah. And the reasons why they couldn't get to this job or what, you know, they wanted to talk about the job that you were putting them on. There was no time for that. And if I wanted to go in that direction, um, I'm sure I could have been very successful as an agent because I understood then what it takes and decided it's not for me, but I knew right away. And you understand and you understand networking very well. Yes, I, I can absolutely. already see that. You knew absolutely. how to, you knew how to network. You were like, I need to know this people so we can send yes. that. To. And then, um, but you brought I up a, the unknown. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the, the the unknown of you didn't know what they were doing when you sent them into. I the didn't world. know what they had to do. Also, <laughs> to see someone on mm-hmm. camera in an audition room when you are, you know, back in those days, again, we never saw self tapes. We never saw auditions. The casting directors yeah. never shared that let alone hardly feedback. This is how I got feedback. I remember one day being on the phone because the one guy I'm talking about that blew it for me that I was like, who is that? What? That's our leading guy? Like he was so feminine and and his mannerisms on camera and he was so little. And I thought like, that's my dad. That's the guy on our list that we're, you know, so it took me back to a flashback where I remember talking to this casting director and saying, or or assistant, you know, how'd so-and-so do? And I remember her going, oh, oh, no, sorry. It wasn't that. I gave (laughs) his name. She asked me for, at that time, they gave you time slots and you had to call it in. There wasn't even the facts. 
So um, that was great having the fax machine. But anyway, when they called it in and you gave them the name, I remember hearing a little <sighs> sigh. And I was like, what was that? Like she sighed when I said his name. Is that good, bad? That's my leading guy. <laughs> so now I understood. As soon as I saw him on camera, like, oh, now I know what that sigh was about. No wonder he's just not. They, that keeps, guy. they keep sending him. Yeah. So I got to like change. I got to change the list up, which was really cool. I went back mm. to the agency and really put the people that I thought were right yeah. for those parts, not with, you know, my colleague who, you know, I, of course she had great experience. She ran um, one of the biggest talent agencies down here, Act One, uh, mm. with Peggy McKinley. That was really, they were groundbreaking women then. And um Anyway, uh, just changed things around in the agency and was happy to leave the agency and, mm. and let her know why. And, and the agents that hired me was kind of excited that I was leaving because I think they, she thought, you know, I'd call them first. They'd get the first dibs on, on, all my, on the job. So she was excited about me moving to a place where I could benefit the agency some. And I did, uh, the girl that ended up who owns it now, um, uh, you know, got to train her in some ways on what to do, what not to do from casting perspective to, a, you know, a new person. Cause I remember being that new person, but yeah. she's very successful now and everybody loves going to that agency and I love working with them still. So anyway, a lot has changed in that time, but <laughs> that's what got me into the casting directors where it was a, just a life-changing experience for me. I knew that was what I wanted to do when I, um, got to watch people working with people. And I saw how just by, so like I said, she had three different rooms going on and I got to see not only the people on talent, but who was working with them. And there was one that was very chatty. One girl was the um, director and had this wonderful contagious laugh and made that actor so comfortable from her, her laugh and the way she relaxed them. Whereas in the other room, the, the, there was a man director and he was making this person just, their script was, I, I'll never forget, just shaking on camera. It was obvious of what he was doing. He was really intimidating them and not making them feel good. And, you know, I got to see that difference. Like, oh, okay. I know now how important it is to be in that room with someone. and. And then again, I had no experience really with directing or even running a camera. And they would just throw me in because they were so busy. Mm -hmm. And they had this one room in the casting directors that anybody who has worked there, which a lot of people have worked there. I think there were 14 people working there when I begged her to hire me for free. Um, they had this one room that was like the shag rug room that nobody liked working in. It was red shag, horrible carpet. It was just gross. Like, you know, you can imagine what you thought was going on in those rooms. Yeah. Camera. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they did cast for everything back then. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I, that's where I learned in the red shag room. I had a, an audition room. for Volvo and it was um, Adam and Eve discover the Volvo in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> and these models had to be naked. They had to be willing to be completely naked on camera. This yeah. was my first experience of casting and putting people on camera. Wow. <laughs> it wow. was, yeah, unforgettable experience. 
just, you know, being with naked people, first of all, <laughs> in a room and telling them what to do, where, and, and then trying to maneuver the camera in ways that I was unsure of what I was really doing. Yeah, it's and like, yet, do you want it full? Yeah, it's like, do you want yet this full gives you direction, though. Someone yeah. tells you, like, you know, this is this is what you do. You know, you slate them, you get their names, you get their profiles, you get their bodies, you get them to turn around, and then you do the action with them, which is they, you know, are walking together, they end up on the ground, and they're mm. loving. And I'm like, well, <laughs> how loving? And some people didn't even know each other. You assign them in the hallway. You're Adam, you're Eve, you're Adam, you're Eve. Take your clothes off. <laughs> and the hallway <laughs> was lined with people lines oh, wow. back in the day there were so many you know models that were constantly in south florida for seasons and stuff and there were lines there were lines down the, i just remember looking out down the hallway like will this ever end yeah a nightmare but that was my first job but you were interacting with people and that, I, I think was that's, yeah. and trying to make them not just feel comfortable in a room trying to make them feel comfortable in a room naked <laughs> Like, should I take my clothes off? I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, I feel very awkward. Um, casting is awkward too. It's 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 being uncomfortable, you know, in it's being comfortable in an uncomfortable situation. That's what Anthony yeah. Crone always taught me. And um, he would do these great classes here in our studio, um, basically on just that, on making people even more uncomfortable and uh, getting he's, them he's to He's the one that used to be, I don't know if he's still with your uh, studio in, anymore. Anthony, the guy you're, is is he? He's not. He's right now not doing classes with us. He will always be in our hearts. <laughs> yeah, I because I watched some of the videos with him, and yeah, he was very you know the YouTube ones I, I put so, on. Yeah, the YouTube I ones I could so see him. Yeah, it gets right up. I in could your so face. see him saying that. Yeah, 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 very very intimidating. But it's good that you have somebody in there. It's like. That's well, what yes and no. the actors might is, have to deal with. What do you mean might? They they will if they're really going to <laughs> I'm be being successful. Blank. Yeah. I mean, have you ever I mean, have you ever seen Michael Bay in yes. person or I mean, I haven't seen him in person, but I've read but about still, him. Still even I, read I look like. any of his documentaries. Maniac. Maniac. Yeah. That intimidation. Joel Silver, he was another one. Uh, just yeah so he's preparing you for real life but in my situation is and i'm grateful for everybody that comes to my studio most of them are beginners um i would love mm. to have an advanced class but the thing in south florida which is always hilarious to me is people book a commercial and think they're in the biz you know they're on their way or even a, a, a role in a, in a film a small role i had a boy that booked you know, something that he got him to at the Academy Awards, but then they, they yeah. stop. They think see, that- See, isn't they, that the yeah. truth though? They, and I they see this they with- they I get, it. Yeah, I argue with, I've argued with actors about this. I'm like, okay, yeah, you, you went to school and everything, but it's like acting is something you never stop learning from. You should never so you stop. Always gotta you always got to keep, just yeah. got to keep going. Well, and the thing is about classes, any classes, I mean, I could see if they're at a different level and people- you know, the beginner, sometimes it is hard yeah. to sit through a class when someone is just brand new. Um, yeah. But that's when you determine too, okay, this isn't right for me. I want to do um, training with less people and mm. at a higher level 
and I like this coach. Like, you know, I yeah. like people to figure that out. Like, I like what this person has to offer. Private training doesn't have to be expensive if you're willing to share time with another actor too. I mean, you're yeah. going to get more out of it. So I encourage those uh, shared sessions um, all the time. We do them in voiceover because it's it makes it competitive then. Yeah. You know, when someone else is in the booth and then you're going to get up in the booth. And the wonderful thing about uh, the classes in my studio, in my opinion, is a lot of times we let the actors run the camera too and direct whoever's on camera so that when that dynamic switches, it 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 loosens you up it, it gives people yeah. an understanding that okay now i know what's needed because i just asked somebody for it and they either yeah. gave it to me or not so i kind of i know what to do you can see it in people's eyes as soon as like they're behind the camera they're like look out and i've seen it so many times the the best example i have is um doing a casting i, I think i was renting Lori's studio i remember and she had something going on in her studio that was for Mexico, like a, a taco thing. And I had some, uh, I don't remember what we were doing in my studio. Oh, it was something with print because this, this guy is an actor. I like to always hire actors, whether they, you know, are graphic designers on the side or like I'm going later to my friend who works at a restaurant. <laughs> I, I always want to go wherever the actors are to support anything they're doing. <laughs> But um, this guy was a good photographer. So I was like, why don't you, you know, work with me in casting? And then if, if, of course, if I have any castings. So he was working with me all day in the studio, taking pictures and uh, uh, videotaping their slates and kept hearing this taco music going on next door, you know, and the guys that were coming in for it that looked just like him. And we kept hearing the music. So we were singing the song throughout the day, the little, you know, jingle they had. And so... They were still casting and I think they were on a break or something. And I said, why don't you go in there? And he was like, I should cast for that. Right. I'm like, of course you should like, just go in there. Let's talk to Lori. Of of course he booked it. (laughs) He booked it in a heartbeat because as soon as he walked in the room, he didn't have that intimidation of being an actor. He had it as I'm a client too. I'm working in the other room. I know what you need. I've been watching all day. Let me do it. And I find that happens quite a bit. We used to have um, lunch delivered at Lori's office often. And I'm telling you, if we were casting a national commercial, which means you see the world, you see everybody in South Florida, our delivery guy would be the one they chose. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> no, I believe you. you. I mean, because, because they just walk in like, the hey, one what's that's going gonna... on? They got this great energy. They're happy to be there. Yeah. They have a great look usually. And they're, they're going to they be a human being. Feel. Well, this is really important too. They make those clients feel like they got to go. They got something else to do where other actors sometimes don't make you feel that way. (laughs) They can sometimes make you feel like they got nothing else to do. This is all I have. Please. Right. And there's a desperation and that makes clients uneasy. I've been in the room for hundreds, I think thousands of callbacks and that has been such an eye opener for me to see how clients interact with talent, how they don't like to, they really don't until they're ready to book. And even then they want a liaison. And so in casting, yeah. I was able to do that. Um, and I loved it. I loved the go between, you know, this is what they said. This is what they want. Don't do that. Walk over there. <laughs> don't talk to them. Don't look at them. 
it's it's interesting mcconaughey talked about that that was the first oh, thing yeah? he learned when he got to hollywood was the producer said no no no, you can't because he said to him i need an agent and he's like no you need to go to on vacation and come back and realize because if you come in there acting like you need something they're going to sense that in two seconds you're going to be done it's so they can and sniff I, it out there's there's actors that have lost jobs and they don't even know it because they just like hey so where are you guys from it's like uh <laughs> it's, it's it's you know it's like where nothing, i don't know <laughs> it's not even something that uh you know you would think would have somebody lose a job over but no nah, we don't want to talk to you that feeling we you know we're busy it's like, working. It's like this we're, is all this is all you have you're not in our club yet <laughs> i've had actors walk over and like eat their food you know say so yeah you a sandwich oh i love this place sir <laughs> Because there's always food at callbacks, like, you know, that's the yeah. time that everybody gets together and, and you know, you finally meet, you're, you finally meet because we weren't yeah. human before. We were just talking on the phone, talking yeah. on the phone, pre-pro, pre-pro, pre-pro. You finally get to the cast, the callback, which everybody loves that. Everybody, it's the best part of the job yeah. is let's decide on our cast and talk about people and, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, and let's eat and let's have coffee and let's see wardrobe and let's look at things and it's like the casting office is usually like uh what's how long are you gonna be here because <laughs> we're done <laughs> and they're there they want they don't want to leave because they don't have production offices yet set up so that's what what casting offices were like but now without all that you know they have themselves all set up first and they're zoom 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 until they finally have to go to the location so it's changed yeah. quite a bit casting platforms have really cut out a lot of casting directors on some jobs and forced production yeah. people to work more in casting um because there needs to be somebody organizing stuff yeah <laughs> even if you're not hiring a studio you really need somebody in casting you know especially if the job is a union job or you know there's yeah. there's things involved otherwise you're going to get like a thousand videos of, you're you gonna know, get a lot just... of yeah. Well, it all depends. It's always interesting because I I really enjoy working with uh, students on their film projects and mm. and watching how they've come along and you know even I love looking at their call sheets. Such detail, you know. Yeah. They're, they're they're just great and um, answering any questions at all. But you can tell that when they're really new, they're like, just send me everybody. <laughs> it's like, no, no, <laughs> no. No. you don't want that you right. don't want that yeah well it, it's there are times that you know in casting you have to put people on that are completely wrong to make a client decide much quicker because yeah. otherwise they're like oh this is going to get long and then they're like oh let's go back yeah let's go back but to you're right day. if you don't show them that person they're going to go what about this person right they're always going to think well they were good but but they were good but yeah like, so it's oh, like God, all right well let's watch that yeah, <laughs> that's a train wreck. Are we getting more like that? Who knows? Yeah. Let's start deciding. Let's start penciling people in. So that's yeah. great. When they start laying down headshots, they're on their way to you know. It's yeah. like a, it's 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 a funny process, and it's it's been great. I feel like I'm taking my bow, like it's over. But um, I do oh, like nice. being on this side of the of the acting world, and yeah trying to guide people just in the right direction because they can really get messed up and taken advantage of. And there yes. is such a quick way, I think, of 
success in South Florida if you just know some things, you know, if you know exactly the right agent for, if you know your market, if you know things like that. So that's kind of, those are the classes I like to teach. In no way Mm -hmm. am I an acting coach and teach acting. Um, All my classes that I do are from a casting perspective on auditioning, Mm -hmm. what to do, what not to do, uh, etiquette a lot of times. Um, resources. I mean, I could do a whole class on, you know, on what, what are the, who are the right resources to have in your corner to move forward? What, what are the basics that you need and what to do on camera and how to understand there are all the different ways to audition for the different genres that there are. So I like that. I like seeing the success that people quickly get it or don't. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, you know, and, and wow they'll just call me like I can, i'm working like i love it yeah. i'm doing it so wow. it works interesting i i like that you're you're covering all the spectrum of acting i want acting. to because there's a lot that nobody uh teaches them and the reason yeah. we do those on-set workshops and i call it a workshop is they are on the set uh completely different from auditioning you, you sometimes you don't do anything like you did in the audition yeah. when you're on the set and Most who's going to teach won't. you really about <laughs> blocking and stand in and, and, you know, what does that mean when, you know, they, they or, or asking, terms. Yeah, yeah, asking for a mark, like if they exactly. want you to stand somewhere, it's right. like, Oh, they're right actor, in your face. We're going to market market. We're going to do coverage here, long there open wide. And they're just like, yeah. What? Ask ask for a mark. Ask for what you need. A lot of novice actors just yes. gotta sit there and be like, just oh, okay, I'll go there. It's like, no, yeah, no, when do I, what what happens when things that will happen? You know, yeah. like like what I forget my line. What what do I do? You know, um, what not to do is mostly what we cover. Right. Um, but stay, stay in then, it. Don't call cut. <laughs> my favorite part is really just. Um, introducing all the different roles to people too on set. And if you have a love for the business, it might not be just, you know, you can't be in it because you're not an actor. There's so much more to do in production. And that's the fun part is being part of a team, especially if you could play both sides. I mean, I'm sure you know how many crew members have their SAG cards. Or yeah. try to because they want to be able to jump in there. They've been watching an actor, oh, Mr. Mark, Mr. Mark, Mr. Mark, over and over. Yeah. You know, how about, how about me? So you never know on the different types of productions and what's needed. But um, that's my favorite part is teaching production. I would love yeah. that. I would love to really just take it to another level. So on any of your podcasts, should you know of anyone looking to share space? Okay. Uh, you know, we're always looking for a warehouse or a big space that we could work in and, and do more. I want to have celebrity yeah. guests. I want to have, um, I want to have a podcast. Maybe you can help yeah. me with that. I, do I, really I, would love, have. I would, I would love to help you with that. Yeah. I think I a lot of people have so much information to share. does it for part one of my interview with Kim Houston. I want to thank Kim Houston for her time. As always, you can find me at Justin Yachts. Please like, share, and subscribe, and consider checking out 
the YouTube videos of the DMF. And I will see you next time on the DMF.